The Detroit riot of 1967 began with a routine raid on a well-known blind pig, chartered as the United Community League for Civic Action on 12th Street just north of Claremont at 3.45 a.m. on Sunday, July 23rd. Twelve officers participated in the raid, four from the 10th Precinct Cleanup Squad, a four-man precinct cruiser, and a squad patrolling 12th Street. It was conducted after a Negro vice squad officer had gained entrance to the premises earlier in the evening and decided he could secure sufficient evidence to make arrests and a court case. Following a prearranged plan, the vice squad officer re-entered the premises at 3.35 a.m. The sergeant in charge of the cleanup crew then summoned a patrol wagon to expedite the transfer of prisoners. Ten minutes later, the cleanup crew attempted to gain entry to the blind pig, was refused, and proceeded to force open the street entrance and a door on the second floor. For some reason, instead of the normal thirty or forty persons usually netted in a blind pig raid, there were eighty-two on the premises that morning. Additional patrol cars were summoned, prisoners were loaded, and by the time the last wagon left the scene, a crowd of some two hundred persons had gathered. In the crowd, according to police reports, were several persons who threatened the police and attempted to incite the crowd. The vice squad and cleanup officers knew that large crowds with a few openly hostile persons were common occurrences on such raids, and did not, therefore, consider this an indication of potentially more serious trouble. As the last prisoners were loaded, however, and the police cars began to leave the scene, bottles began to sail through the air from the rear of the crowd, one of which shattered the rear window of the precinct cruiser. With eighty-two prisoners in their custody, the officers quickly and properly left the scene. The Police Department Communications Division records show that at 5 a.m. messages were being received and scout cars dispatched to runs such as 12th and Claremont, man shot, 12th and Claremont, officer needs help, 14th and Gladstone, trouble, Linwood and Claremont, all stores being broken into. Upon hearing these reports, Raymond Good, lieutenant in charge at the 10th Precinct, accompanied by Sergeant Lawrence Mulvahill, left the station and proceeded to 12th Street. En route, Good heard a message over the police radio alerting all cars to stay out of the area. This message, coming sometime shortly after 5 a.m., was the first indication of serious trouble on 12th Street. At 12th and Claremont, Good found several hundred persons on the street and sidewalks, but observed no looting. He was not on the scene long, however, before a brick was thrown, striking him behind the ear. Good and Mulvahill left the scene, together with the Negro vice squad officer who had remained in the area after the raid. The latter reported that in the period between the completion of the raid and his departure, he had seen groups of young persons running through the area throwing objects and breaking windows. Lieutenant Good then went to a police call box at Claremont and the John Lodge Expressway 
and notified Raymond Glinsky, control center inspector, of the situation. Glinsky, in turn, notified Inspector Anthony Bertone, the weekly duty officer, and received instructions to secure sufficient cars from other precincts to quell the disturbance. Bertone then called John F. Nichols, deputy superintendent, who set in motion the notification of all police department executives.